Nikki here. Welcome back. For any new listeners, welcome. Every week, we start our episode by sharing our recommendation of a book, a movie, or a social media account that celebrates and highlights the Asian culture and heritage as a response to the anti-Asian resident in America, because we believe our story matter and are worth sharing. This week's recommendation is a PBS documentary series named Asian Americans. I have to preface it: I could not find it in UK.、Uh, I believe when I search it, it's currently available on Amazon US. So I'm gonna try to get a VPN and watch it.、Um, from my research, I learned that the series is told through individualized and personal history, and aims to walk through Asian American history and how this group of individuals shaped the history of America. And it's really awesome and worth mentioning that the production was led by a team of Asian American filmmakers back in 2018. So wait, we can watch this on Amazon Prime?、Yeah. Is that okay? Interesting. I do have a Prime account, so I need to check it out. I、um, watched the trailer on YouTube. It seems like very interesting. Is it like brand new? I never heard about it.、Uh, I think it came out 2020, like 2020 in May for the Asian Heritage Month. I just felt like it's really awesome. There's something available, and then it's led by Asian American filmmakers. So I felt like I'm just excited to watch it. I felt like it's something good. Yes, I'll check it out as well. If you have any other recommendations for us, or if you have any feedbacks for our podcast, please email us at remotelyfoundpodcast@gmail.com. We cannot wait to hear from you. So I know the last two episodes were pretty heavy topics. You know, we talked about more anti-Asian hate crimes happening in America, but also around the world. We talked about, you know, gender roles and how women's boundaries get crossed oftentimes. So yeah, I just wanted to check in and see how 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 you're doing. Like, what's what's been going on? I feel like we haven't caught up in a while. Yeah, work has been so busy, and when we meet up, it's like heavily researched topic, and which I'm really proud that we are doing this and talking about topics that we both felt so strongly about. But at the same time, it's like you said, like it's quite heavy, and especially with the like both topic actually, it's just that you almost felt like I almost felt like I wish after we talk about it. That there's some changes. I I know that's kind of like a big hope, but just so sad that after the Atlantic shooting, there's still so much hate crime happening. And、mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched it on Instagram. Again, we mentioned this in our previous episode. A lot of the news and are shared on social media account.、Um, so recently, I think it's this past week, last week of March, there's. A woman walking down in New York City, and then someone was beating on her, and was caught on footage. I don't know if you watched that video or not. Yeah, I well, you texted me about it, and some other friends were talking to me about it, and I did see、um, people reposting on、mm. uh, their social media accounts.、Um, and fortunately, they did put a trigger warning because you very much need a trigger warning to watch that video. Right. Um, I still haven't watched it myself. It's been a couple of days now, and obviously, like, I know what's on the footage. I've 
heard about it through friends and things, but I personally just find it very, very difficult Mm -hmm. to even watch. And to be honest, I don't think I need to watch it. Like, there are people who need to see what's going on and all the heinous, heinous attacks happening, especially to these elderly Asian people because, yeah, I don't know, just... I don't have the words. It's, it's just very, very disappointing to see this happening again and again and again and not stopping. Right. right. I mean, it is difficult to say anything because I felt like there's no words can even, there's no words can come for anyone at this point because it just felt a bit like hopeless because like, I think I, I 100% agree with you. Like you, like me and you or other fellow Asians are not the people who need to watch these videos. Like we know what's been happening. We ha- We have been crying out loud on every single platform for help and the people who really need to watch it it's actually the people who are not going to watch it and deny or naively thinking it's single events like here and there single events when mm-hmm. a very prevalent rising hate crime like at a percentage that's crazy and there are no words can comfort anyone's any any fellow Asians heart at this point I felt like there's just no words can carry that weight and do that justice yeah like even I I, I'm losing track of time because of quarantine but (laughs) uh, maybe two weeks ago now but even watching that video of the the lady who got hit in the eye in San Mm. Francisco I believe it was or maybe it was Oakland it was in California where you know someone was attacking her and she defended herself but she obviously got injured right she got beaten up in the process and the paramedics were helping the bully he he was sitting on like a paramedic ambulance cot basically while no one was attending to her like even watching that video it was so troubling because again that could be my grandma that could be someone else's grandma so yeah, I think this time around, I I knew it was in the video, and I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. But they did catch the guy who yeah. pushed her and then bit her as well. And it was he was arrest- arrested. I think oh, this this might be crazy to say, but that video, the heartbroken part, it's not the way he bit her. But this is just because I'm desensitized by how much video of horrifying heinous crime has been done to alterations so that I felt like this video is not even that extreme but the part that makes me felt like I wanted to cry myself like because I I basically woke up and watched that video and I literally just be like why did I even wake up today it's when um so the reason it was caught on camera because it was literally in front of like a, a apartment building where there's a security camera and then there's a mailman mm-hmm or deliver guy with a bunch of packages and he was watching this whole thing happening. And then later there's a security guy walk out and then close the door. Yeah. That's yeah. the part. I mean, he's also firing out, but I think that's the part I felt like. Like the bystanders. Exactly. Who did nothing. Exactly. Yeah. In our, I forgot what we titled it now, but in the episode where we talk about the Atlanta shooting, in our episode description, we do link to the bystander training. Highly, highly recommend. Like, I understand in those kind of moments, you may not necessarily know exactly 
how to react or how to help, but just the fact that they watched the whole thing happen or even like participated in mm-hmm. harming her is, uh, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, I just feel like this entire year and all of 2020, it's been a very heavy year. Um, you know, we're dealing with obviously a global pandemic. Um, we've been dealing with racism which we've you know been dealing with but it's definitely come to the forefront and I think in some ways that's positive because it's it's at least giving people the chance to finally unlearn some of the things that we've been so ingrained that we don't even question because we just think this is like the way things work um so I think in some ways it is a silver lining yeah it's coming out of very high cost to people's lives across many different racial minorities but yeah I mean between that you know the political landscape um, in the U.S. and also in other countries you know natural disasters I mean it's just been a really tough year I think for a lot of people it's been a year of I think a lot of isolation obviously Mm -hmm. with lockdown and quarantine And I don't think anyone could have predicted this time last year that we would still be doing this a year later. New York City actually just announced that uh, as of this week, I think people ages 30 and up are eligible for vaccines now. And then April 6th, which is the following week, New York residents ages 16 and up will be eligible. Um, So I'm very excited. I will be signing up (laughs) to get my vaccine. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a shit show. I think everyone's going to be trying to sign up at once. And (laughs) who knows? But yeah, I'm I'm just ready. I hear you. Yeah, Yeah. I think with all that, like mental health is really, really important. And I think more than ever, self-care is very important. 100%. Like I was just thinking like, like when you were saying like that year of isolation, that is so true. Because like a lot of people, when when, like a year ago, because it's been a year since um, the lockdown happened in England. Uh, I think it's similar to happening for New York. I think New mm-hmm. York probably went in like a week earlier than London. Like it's been a year and a lot of, t- in the very beginning, like Boris was saying three weeks or people were like, oh, maybe just May. And then like it lasted like more than a year and London went to lockdown. England like went to lockdown three times and the isolation part in itself, like without all the additional external factors already, so much like I hear vaccine all I hear is that I can hug people again because that's something like I haven't done for so long like just hugging people that's like my yeah like I can see people again (laughs) yeah 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 like yeah even when last year when lockdown lifted when we're like walking like meeting up people in outside in parks still like people are just meeting up like can I hug you do you feel comfortable hugging but I feel like with vaccine, it's when you're like, I can fam- finally see my family, can see mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be like a big reunion yeah. once we get to that. Yeah. But I will say there are a lot of states in the U.S. that are preemptively opening. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be like, stop. <laughs> We're so close to the end. So like, don't yeah. mess this up for everyone yeah. because I don't. I don't want the vaccine to be ineffective because all these people are like spring breaking and like right. hanging out and throwing parties at the beach. And then there's like a new strain that we're all going to get reinfected Fingers by. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. 
looking at you people in Florida. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about spring break. Like, I guess it is spring break season. Yeah, it's it's still happening. Yeah, which is insane. Oh my gosh! Honestly, like this year, like you said, it's just so crazy. I I felt cheated. I don't understand why I'm like gonna be a year older now. Like, there's just so much I haven't done. Like, we have oh, same. We have planned our Jordan trip. Never happens. Um. Oh yeah, we were very close. We literally canceled. Which I'm glad we did. It was the right thing to do. But two weeks before, we were supposed to go, yeah. and I feel the same way. Like I spent most of, well, pretty much all of my 25th year, which is you know supposed to be like a peak year, <laughs> living at home and then living alone. <laughs> yeah, I think the lone part, combining with like what's happening with the world, it's really hard. And then, like we were discussing earlier about like, oh, we get this information from social media. Like I was. Reading something the moment I woke up, I think that makes our mental stability and mental health a bit like challenge more than usual. Just because we're alone, we have so much time in our space, and the the, the technology is so advanced that we can know everything almost too much. Like I, I'm I'm happy and I'm glad that I now have more awareness with what's going on in the world, not just like in U.S. U.K. Like I now I know what is happening. In India, what's happening in Canada and like Australia, all the countries over the world like and care about those things. But sometimes, just like like that book, um, the the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's like there's only limited amount of fucks you can give, and when everything you care about is like attacking at you, like you need to give a fuck about the environment. You need to give give a fuck about Black Lives Matters. You need to give a fuck about and Asian crime. You need to give a fuck about the election. Oh my God! It just the list goes on. It just the anxiety and combining with working from home, like I'm sure it's being a really challenging year for everyone. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's very easy to get sucked into doomsday scrolling,、yeah. especially because the algorithms are so good now. Like they know what is gonna keep you locked in to your screen. I definitely had periods where I just needed it. Not read the news just because it was so depressing, and I just knew the second I even read the headlines,、yeah. it would just put me in a certain state of mind that would bog me down the rest of the day. I agree with you, and I love how earlier you talk about like self care. It's more important than ever. I felt like everyone will recognize like coming out of quarantine, coming out of lockdown, that mental health is something people like finally start like recognizing. It's so important. So I was wondering, like, what have you been doing this past year, like? What kind of struggle you face, and what kind of things you've been doing to like kind of help yourself? Yeah, I think the I think one of the things I've recently been struggling with is just living alone, and then specifically living alone during a time when there's not as much to do. Even in a city like New York, where I mean, compared to like my small town back home. There's obviously a lot more things to do,、um, a lot more places to go, but even then, it's not the same energy and activity level as it was pre-pandemic.、Right. Obviously, I think meeting people is a lot harder now. I think it's just a different mindset too, because it's not even like it's not even the fact that we're not able to go to different events like concerts and. You know, bars、right. and things like that. It's it's like even if I am going to those places, which obviously right now they're not an option. I think people are just more closed off 
because a we're like wearing a mask which already sends like a very like don't talk to yeah. me kind of signal and I feel like a lot of people different people have different comfort levels with safety and you just never want to assume if someone's on the same page as you or not so I think that makes things like dating a little bit more difficult it makes just meeting new friends meeting new people more difficult a because the social events itself aren't there but then even when they are I don't find that people are as open and approachable myself included as maybe we would be before so I find that to be really challenging um, as I've moved back to the city. I guess it's been over a month now. Mm-hmm. So that's been quite an adjustment for me. But in terms of what I've been doing, I've definitely added things to my routine now that I wasn't doing before. And some of it just comes with, I hate saying this, but like, you know, the the quote unquote new <laughs> normal. Um, so for example, I'm still working from home. Uh, Monday through Fridays so and I'm someone who doesn't like to be cooped up indoors every Mm. single day so I try to allocate at least 30 minutes at the end of the workday or in the afternoon to just go outside and take a walk around the neighborhood um, get some fresh air like be in nature I find that like literally even if it's just like 10 minutes it does so much for like my mental well-being Mm. in my new space apartment now I also purchased a lot of plants which it's been really fun yeah it's been really awesome like taking care of them it gives me it makes me feel like there's something to like nurture and grow that's like not myself so I'm doing that I've also been more intentional about taking breaks from social media and news and just devices in general so for example when I sign off work assuming it's not you know super busy time period Um, I will turn off notifications from my work just so I have that division between like work and personal life. So I think those are a few things that I've done that weren't previously in place before uh, 2020, but I have found have been really helpful for me to just maintain my sanity. I think that's awesome. It sounds like a lot of like good things like you're basically scheduling time for yourself to be outdoor and then you're creating that boundary with between work and personal life and you're creating the boundary between online world and your personal life I think that's super awesome that's some of the best self-care I think I can think of since we're on the topic of self-care I always thought of self-care like it's something about like air quote trendy because I felt like in the beginning of quarantine, mm. I feel like people did, like, there's more Instagram account talking about that. The old Mickey used to think that self-care is about something, like, selfish. Just, like, because it's basically saying, like, picking me over the rest of the world. So that's something, like, kind of, like, against my culture. So I used to kind of think it's just a trendy thing and nothing to focusing on. I definitely think the whole entire 2020 and now, like, the whole entire, like, lockdown one year has really, like, made me focus about this thing. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I actually have a definition from Everyday Health. And the website says self-care is not synonymous with self-indulgence or being selfish. Self-care means taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy, you can be well, you can do your job, you can help and care for others, And you can do all the things you need to and want to accomplish in a day. 
According to this definition, self-care includes everything related to staying physically healthy, including hygiene, nutrition, and seeking medical care when needed. It's all the steps an individual can take to manage stressors in his or her life and take care of his or her own health and well-being. Self-care requires checking in with yourself and asking yourself how you're doing and what your body's asking for. Mm -hmm. Some people use it to deal with difficult news stories like we just talked about. Others just to maintain their happiness day to day. I love that. I love how hygiene is in it too because I have to shamelessly admit like in the beginning of the quarantine because it was also my busy time. I have went through a period of time that I didn't shower like till the weekend. So, like, I literally ran out of clothes, and that's when I did laundry, even though, like, I have in-unit laundry as well. But then it was just, like, I guess, like, at the time, I wasn't, like, I'm just, like, okay, work is more important. Like, I need to get work done. I need to keep on running. So, now that I'm not going to work, so I'm saving time for more work. And so, I kind of, like, love how you're saying, like, you're creating the boundary between work and personal life. That's something I'm slowly doing that I was really struggling the beginning. Um, But now that we, like being a year we're like all slowly having like our routine with work now so that we can take care of our own hygiene and just taking care of our own body but I also want to kind of explore the question of like why is self-care sometimes can be difficult because I think self-care from like I love where your definition is because it's so clear and it sounds to me it's not even it's not selfish and it's actually like helping others because only when you take care of yourself it's when you can take off others but I think often people associate self-care with prioritizing yourself. And I find that kind of difficult. Mm. Do you have that? Yeah, I, I feel like some people use self-care as like a YOLO mentality. Mm. Like treat yourself, but like all the time because I deserve yeah, it, you know? Yeah. Which I think it's totally fine in YOLO. Like eat that ice cream, eat that bag of chips. Like, But if you use it with this definition eating until like your stomach hurts isn't actually taking care of yourself so that you can be your happiest and healthiest Mm -hmm. self especially if afterwards you're gonna like mentally punish yourself for doing that but I I do see it being used that way a lot like on social media on YouTube things like that where people kind of take self-care to just be like a YOLO mentality yeah to treat yourself I do I do love this definition I think um Another thing with prioritizing yourself, it's hard is that, I don't know about you, but like, I felt like I was, when I first graduated from college and coming to workplace, I really kind of just associate with my worth, with how my senior workers view me, like how my, because mm-hmm. I feel like in school, it's so clear, like, there's a curriculum, like, I know how to do well in school, and I know how to like, I know what that means having a good social life, and it's like having a bunch of friends. And have a lot of like things to do on weekends and have good grades. I feel like that's almost like definition of like having a successful life in college. Like you did it, you did college well, you have like the grades and you have the social life. And then after graduation, I felt like I don't know what to do. And I kind of just like associated my self-worth with work. And it's almost like a I don't know like if it's just me or like my personal like friend group bubble that I felt like it was at a time, it was like a flex to say, oh, I'm I'm staying late. I'm staying past 9 p.m. Like, you 9 p.m.? I work till, like, 3 a.m. in the morning. Like, I literally Uber home 4 a.m. Like, that become almost like a competition who worked longer time and who is the harder worker. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that mentality 
kind of stay with me and especially carry like like harmed me a lot in in quarantine time because then I really don't have other life that's going on because the lockdown like there's no mm-hmm. no anyone's gonna invite me out or like I don't have any plans so why shut down laptop let me work a bit longer I feel like I can do that as well or just sitting from the laptop and doing nothing and not really being productive and just felt like oh I shouldn't be doing something else I felt like that that's why for me prioritizing myself is really hard because I felt like for so long my words my words it's associated with my work quality and how my colleagues view me yeah that's I definitely relate to that especially I mean you and I met on our first day at the job (laughs) um I think part of it is like the American capitalist mindset and I think the layer of also being in New York City where it is like a very hustle like career oriented mindset and also you know the fact that we were like straight out of college like we're so eager to like join the workforce and like almost like I don't know just super bright-eyed and like I feel like easy to take advantage of us um at that stage because we were just so eager to like prove ourselves and like do the thing that we felt like we were training for all four years. But I definitely feel like it's important to have that division. And one thing I noticed as you were talking about it is almost like like there wasn't a clear metric of success that everyone is in agreement mm-hmm. on. Where some people say, I mean, in my opinion, as long as you produce quality work and you're a team player and you're a good leader, and you stay true to your values, like that makes you a valuable member of the organization, Mm -hmm. wherever that may be. But I definitely know people who view success, that metric of success as, well, who comes into the office the earliest, who leaves the latest, even if that person isn't like doing productive work, Mm. it it all becomes about optics. And that to me, is a waste of everyone's time and energy. Like, and it, let the person go home. Right. Let the person eat. Like, yeah, and it, it, let the person have a life. It can get really, really toxic for sure. And I felt like that's why, like, also like self care is something quite difficult. Like, because like when I review like my career, um, like when I was an intern, like my senior employee on the team, they didn't they skip lunch. So when I joined the workforce, I felt like that's that's the expectation is that my mm-hmm. lunch break it's I don't deserve that on company's time and I'm gonna work I'm gonna eat at my desk for lunch and that's something I slowly changed after moving to Europe because uh in Europe people do like very much very much care about their lunch time their break their holidays that's something like I'm slowly changing from the New York City mindset but there's still like little things left behind and traces and I felt like a lot of time like there's no clear definition of self-care and I love the definition you've given earlier because I felt like that that just makes so much sense uh, in terms of what is self-care and what is not and because I think there are a lot of things that's like trendy on like all platforms social media that make you feel like it's something good for you because I felt like the another myth about self-care is that you're supposed to feel good about it 
like it's supposed to make you feel good about yourself or you feel happy in that moment but I felt like especially in this last year what I learned that that's not necessarily true and also like self-care is not something like one size fits all because in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the lockdown I was really busy so I was kind of like sidetracked to even like taking care of myself I'm more like let me just get the work done and once my busy time passed and then we were still in lockdown it's when I like really struggled I love how earlier you were saying like just cut, like eating till your stomach is hurt. It's not like really healthy. It's not good for you. But that was literally my coping back last year. Is that I would just like I thought self care is ordering myself things I'm craving. I wanted to eat, and then it become like a really bad habit because I would just order like I spent so much money on Deliveroo, which is the, like a UK like like Grab Hub, and I spent so much money mm-hmm. and I just kept on eating till that my like stomach hurts. So I obviously later like realized that's not good and something's up with me and at the time I have I have flatmates like roommates and was saying that I was quite on edge really tense so I was like googling like how to like relax and it's quite funny to like google like Mm -hmm. how do you relax how do you self-care and often people like recommend like bubble bath candles yoga meditation and Mm -hmm. I kid you not at the time I cannot meditate like the thought of me like shutting my brain down for like 30 seconds I'm like I'm gonna go insane because the whole 30 seconds I'm just thinking like this is my to-do list I should do this tonight xyz and tomorrow morning I'm gonna wake up at this time and I'm gonna do xyz and this I'm gonna validate this and I'm just like my brain is like going on boom and I also Mm -hmm. tried bubble bath I mean my body loves it like I still do it now but it doesn't it doesn't do what it does for like the people who like clam on their blogs where like you feel sane, you feel like you're on cloud nine, like nothing matters. Are you are you still making a lesson in the tub? I'm more like the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, this is so good. I love the bubble. I, this felt so good. And then I will Instagram it, which literally missed the point. And then five minutes in, I'm like, okay, what now? What am I supposed to feel? Like, should I, like, what do other people feel? <laughs> Have you tried bubble bath? I have. I love the concept of it. Like in my mind, it's so relaxing and peaceful. I've only done it like twice in my life and I've hated it both times. I get so pruney. The water also gets cold really fast. I feel like I'm spending a lot of time Mm -hmm. replenishing the water. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing is, after I take a bubble bath, I still need to like shower to get the soap suds off. And by then, I feel like I'm just like a raisin when I come out, <laughs> you know? Oh, I know what you mean. My fingers are usually like that. And like the idea of like having candles, like while you're taking a bubble bath or like a little champagne. Like I love that picture in my head. But to do it in real life, A, I feel like it's a fire hazard. I'm such a clumsy person. I feel like the candle is either going to go on the rug and I'm going to set my whole apartment on fire or it's going to go in the tub and I'm going to mm. hurt myself. So I just feel like logistically, it's not... <laughs> the ideal self-care for me either but I love what you said earlier about like it's not a one-size-fits-all like for different people self-care could look like different things and I also love the point that it it's not necessarily like the easy thing to Mm. do because when you said that I thought of starting therapy last year therapy has not been easy whatsoever but it is one of the biggest thing I feel like I did to proactively take care of my mental well-being and check in with myself in a weekly basis. I do feel like it's there's a lot of options for a lot of 
people. It's not everyone has to do this one thing and it needs to work in this way for everyone. Like meditating is not for me either, but I know people who mm. love it, do it every single day and it starts their day right. Same with yoga. I love a yoga workout after like a sweaty workout, but I can't like just do <laughs> yoga on its own. Like it's too slow for me. I think we're similar in that way. We're, we're just kind of like, all right, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Where's the reason? Where's the yeah. sweat? I want the sweat. I want to feel sweaty. I feel like maybe another silver lining of all of this past year is that we're finally able to slow mm. down and check in with ourselves and questioning things that we took for granted before. Like, I feel like before we were just doing the same routines. We were just living in our culture and societies without really questioning why these things are in place, especially like the work aspect. I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into work and then all of a sudden you look up and like it's dark and it's like oh where did the yeah. day even go like that has happened to me many times or like wow I've been sitting on my butt for like eight hours I didn't even get up to like get some food because I've just been so right. immersed in my work you know I like my job but is that a good way to like spend the whole day I don't think so it does require I feel some self-discipline to set those boundaries for yourself and say hey this is my lunch break like I'm mm. gonna take a lunch break this is my walk outside while the sun is still outside time so I'm gonna take it and hopefully you know people work in an organization or with colleagues that can respect that but I know that's not always the case but I almost feel like not doing those things, it's very, very easy to lead to burnout. 100% agree. Um, and this reminds me of like, uh, when I first moved to London, after my first crazy busy time at work, I noticed uh, one manager at work, she was really calm the entire time and she didn't lose it. And I lost it. I lost it a couple of times. I cried. I, I cursed and then I basically I after the work I like went to talk to her be like how how were you staying calm she's like no like she's like Mickey I wasn't calm the whole time but I did putting a lot of boundary like like you were saying earlier like sometimes people don't respect your boundary but that's when you have to be firm and putting it down and she was saying that to me that like your job no matter that's in corporate like it's a corporate um entity or if it's your school or if it's an organization whatever that might be will take all your time however time you have to offer they will take it and you have to be your own agents to say you know what i can only give you monday to friday period or i can give you monday to saturday if that's what you want if you if that's for you go for it and but then you have to be the person be like this is how i work but obviously this is generally respected followed by your good quality of work but but you have to be the person because I think that's something like it's kind of hard transitioning from college to like quote unquote real life is that like I think in college, even though it's like the most closest to like society, but then we still have like advisor. We still have like some sort of like a matter air quote, like adult looking after us, like are we on track? Like, oh, is she having too much? Is she following behind? Is she can she apply for this? Like someone's looking after us. But I think after college, granted, most firms give you like a buddy or someone to look after you. But then the, the, the thing is, in real life, everyone has so much shit going on. No one has time to like look after you. And I think that's why self-care is important. And that's why setting your boundary and be the own agency is important because it's not that people don't care about you. It's that they have too much shit to care about themselves. 
and you should too you should also take care of yourself yeah I love that and I I feel like the career burnout or culture can be its own topic one day we should definitely do it I really feel like a lot of it is about setting boundaries and in order to know what your boundaries are you first need to just check in with Mm. yourself because my boundaries are not going to be the same as your boundaries something that I think is like a hard no you may be like "Eh, it's not that big of a deal you know so and I feel like in order to know that you need to first take a step back and say hey like what am I okay and not okay doing how do I protect my mental, physical, emotional well-being? That. that could be a bubble bath. If that's no. for you, great. You know, like, but there's so many other things. Like, here's just a few I found. These are a few that I actually do. I've done them before this past year, but I've definitely, you know, maintained it or did more of it. And these things could be things like mm. journaling, eating a healthy breakfast, like, don't sleep on breakfast, people. That's, that's how you start the day. Um, similarly, getting a good night's sleep. Like, you need to reset, recharge. Reading a book. I love reading. That's when I also, like, turn my phone off and I just put it far away from me so I'm not checking and distracting from my book. Exercising because it makes me feel good, not because mm-hmm. I have to. Being in nature, like I said, taking even short walks. One thing I started to do is, like, once I go to bed, I put my phone on sleep. Because before that, anytime my phone buzzed, even if I was asleep, I would wake up to like respond to someone mm. or check what my phone notification was. Now I literally just put it on sleep. I don't get the notifications. I get my like eight to 10 hours of sleep. I wake up, I eat breakfast and it's a yes. great day. Oh my you know? God, I love that. What you said that like checking with yourself and like know what you, uh, what you feel. And, and I actually have a couple things I do is like similar to you as well. Earlier today, I was watching Sophia Rowe, one of the Instagram um, influencer. She's a chef. She did like a live Instagram. And she was just saying how like our generation is and also younger generation, we often associate ourselves with a um, collective. And we sometimes forgot we're our own identity, we're our whole person. Because sometimes people will like, oh, like, hi, like, in, when you do introduction, be like, hi, I'm Mickey, I work at XYZ, or like, hi, I'm Mickey, I go to this school, or like, hi, I am a Democrat, hi, I voted mm. for this, like, that's good, but you are more than that, like, what do you like? Not what your friend group like, what do you like? Like, what you're saying, like, your own boundary, checking with yourself, what's something you find that, just what you enjoy, and it's something I actually slowly to do, because I think I, like, that's, what I used to do is that I like have like collective thoughts like oh this is what my friends believe this is what my friends like to watch this is what works for my friends so I'm gonna do this as well which is fine but it's just that like I need to remind myself I'm also like a whole individual that I have my own thoughts and that's make me unique yeah and I think to the cultural aspect like a lot of Asian households and Asian culture also is very about the collective you're not really supposed to think about Mm. yourself you think about the family unit you think about the group unit so I think with that something like self-care does seem a little counterintuitive because it's like oh what do you mean I need to set my boundaries when I'm interacting with my parents for example you know but yeah if you need to do that to again protect your own space and mindset like I think it's okay to do especially during this whole crazy time it's definitely more needed than ever 100% agree this episode like me and Denny like we share like our struggles that we have had during this past lockdown and like 
and things that work for us and work for not for us. And the thing is, like things that struggle for us or struggle for you this past year are nothing new that came out of this past year. It's not like because COVID these issues came out, but they have always been there. But we have always been able to distract ourselves with air quality life. Our mental health needs to be taken care of. And this quarantine has kind of forced us to face it. We, Because basically we couldn't run away. We we're like at home all the time. So we couldn't go to rave or drink a gin and tonic to like hide our feelings. And Wait, I feel, wait, <laughs> I feel attacked. I went to a rave like three times in my life. Okay, continue. I felt like that one was personal. Hopefully we have made a little bit of progress on this last year, at least recognizing mental health is as important as our physical health. <laughs>